Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, we are discussing the news. Sam Raimi is being tapped to direct Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Marvel is developing a secret war story for Disney+. All that right after this. Today's show is brought to you by HelloFresh. For 10 free meals, including free shipping, go to HelloFresh.com slash MCUcast10 and use promo code MCUcast10. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. All right, and let's start the show like we do every week. Read us a five-star review, Jeff. Well, we got uh, Castoon92 saying laughs and news. The guys that host this are hilarious. The info giving is gold, especially since it helps me, who Googles everything. Now I get it all in one podcast. Jokes, humor, and superheroes? Who could ask for more? Actually, me. Only thing I'm asking for is predictions to future plots, characters, and future movies. I love this podcast! You're just, you're only asking for us to do all of it. It's fine. We already do that. <laughs> Thank you very much, Castoon92. Castoon is that right? Yeah. I think cool. it's Castoon. It might be Castin. Maybe it's probably. We'll Kasten. find out. Maybe, maybe we will. Castin is what we're doing. One little piece, other piece of business here at the top of the show. Let's announce the winner of the uh, review Palooza contest. Um, Braceface07 <laughs> uh, got the random number generator to win the free T-shirt. I said uh, about the Matthew Carroll podcast podcast from a great podcaster. The music is great, and so is Matt's other podcast. Thank you, Braceface07, and, and everyone else who went over and reviewed over on the Matthew Carroll podcast. You, we will have a shirt out to you, but Braceface07, make sure to uh, write us at uh, mcucast at gmail.com, and uh, we'll send you a free t-shirt. Congratulations, Braceface. Now go listen to all of the rest of Matt's podcasts. <laughs> yes, the other 17 that, that are going <laughs> on now. Um, yeah. <laughs> How you doing, Jeff? What's happening, man? It has been a trying week, sir. This project at work is not going how I want it to, and Dang. I'm ended up having to uh, to stay down in Fort Lauderdale for much longer than I than I want to, and the whole thing is just not going well. But it's better. Life is better now that I'm here talking to you. Yeah, man. That's back at you. Uh, I had a really hard week. Also, um, we you, you guys may have noticed we didn't have a cast last week and uh i didn't know if i was gonna bring this up on the cast but i want to because I, I really do love you guys and uh you know we share we share ourselves on this thing uh my sister passed away this week which was kind of came out of nowhere it, it, not not completely but like definitely was unexpected um and uh yeah so we, we couldn't cast for about two weeks since our last cast uh which is rare for us these days um because of that and uh I really did miss missed you guys, missed this, um, missed uh, missed just ha- having have honestly. I am ex- I'm kind of emotionally and physically exhausted because it's been a really long week um, helping family and also busy with work. So it's like, huh, just to get to sit down and just chat about these things. I'm I'm pretty excited to take take my mind off things and lo- take a load off and sink into my world of Marvel here. Yeah, man, pull up a chair. Let's do this. I'm I'm pulled. I'm pulled, man. Let's do if, it. If if anything can be said about me, it is that I am distracting. <laughs> <laughs> and all that positive and negative connotations that brings. <laughs> yep. 
Especially to an ADHD brain. Mm-hmm. Like mine. Uh, all right. So we got we got our first piece of news here. Uh, Sam Raimi? Sam freaking Raimi has been tapped. Yeah. Um, what do you think, man? What do you think? Sam, okay, well, we should probably say what it is. Sam Raimi has been tapped to direct Doctor Strange 2. This is actually, this news came out last week, but we didn't get a chance to talk about it. But I think it's kind of big news. You know, he's we've, this, this guy's made three Marvel movies before. He's also made multiple other superhero movies with Dark the Darkman trilogy. And uh, I, I consider the uh, Evil Dead and Army of Darkness movies superhero movies as well. <laughs> Oh, absolutely, yeah. At least Army of Darkness. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Sam Raimi has a uh, a long and storied history in the uh, kind of horror and comedy horror genre, and I I honestly think that that's going to play really well uh, in his favor and in our favor for Doctor Strange too, just because of the the you know the quippiness that is kind of intrinsically part of the MCU just in general, but. Um, you know, he's also got uh, a, a history of weird stuff, which Doctor Strange is all about. And so I think that he could uh, he could really, you know, bring out the weird, as, uh, you know, especially in a multiversal fashion. Like, we'll probably get nods to, uh, to Ash somewhere. And we'll probably also get nods to Toby. Because, I mean, in... It was what? Uh, Spider-Man 2. He had uh, J. Jonah Jameson mention Doctor Strange. Oh, did he? Yeah, yeah. Uh, when they were, uh, when Jameson was coming up with the, or it wasn't him, uh, it was his his other guy, the guy with glasses. Um, I forget his name, but they were in the uh, in the Daily Bugle coming up with a name for Doc Ock, and they were like, "What are we going to call this guy?" And the guy's like, "Doctor Strange," and he's like, "I like it, but it's taken." Oh, that's funny. I did not. I did not recall that. I, I, yeah. I think this is really good. I, I, I like Sam Raimi generally. Um, I mean, there's, there's the obvious elephant in the room. Well, for, for one thing, you, you talking about it, I've, I think you've won me over. You've mentioned the J. Jonah Jameson of it all, which uh, he's the guy who <laughs> cast. That's that's your hook. Yeah, that kind of that kind of brings me back to it a little bit. I, I mean, he made two really great Spider-Man movies, and the thing that derailed the third one seems like it was mostly sony meddling and telling him he had to include venom and all this stuff and it it ended up just being kind of a bloated mess um but he's very very competent and spider-man 2 still to this day has some of the best fight sequences i i think in in a in a superhero movie I mean, and, and it's so, it really it's does. so the, the one, the fight sequence between Doc Ock and Spider-Man on the side of the building is one of the most just amazing pieces of, of work I've ever seen. That fight scene is, is insane. Yep. Well, that one and the, uh, the, the one on the train, Oh when, yeah. Uh, when he throws Spider-Man and Spider-Man is like so in tuned with his spider sense, he's able to just kind of like stretch out and, and dive through the hole in the bridge and not get hurt in any way. Like, Oh, it's so good. Yeah. He, he, in many ways originated the vibe that Marvel is using now, you know? And so that's all great. I I think bringing him into the MCU is a great thing. Dr. Strange though. I don't know. I don't know if he, cause as, as, as much as he does weird things, he does kind of weird, like offbeat things. He doesn't do trippy things necessarily. 
at least at least that I'm that I'm coming up with. I can't think of anything that's like as as trippy as what we get uh, we got with Scott Derrickson's Doctor Strange one. Now it's already been established; the world is already built, so maybe we'll be he'll be fine. But uh, it, it 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 does it doesn't really worry me. But it it definitely is a different thing than what we've seen him do in the past. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Sam Raimi doesn't really have a, a history so much in you know the kaleidoscope being reality that uh, that Doctor Strange had in the mirror dimension. Yeah. But I want to say that that's mostly the visual effects team being amazing, but that did have to come from somebody's brain. Sure. Well, not just the kaleidoscoping realities of that, but like also um, things the trip like through the multiverse. Yeah, when he goes on his little trip through the multiverse. Uh, hands she on likes, hands on hands. <laughs> yeah, all that's all that weird stuff. I, well, I, I, see, and I, I'm trying to convince. I'm sitting here. I'm, I'm battling it out in my own brain because I do think there is definitely some weird stuff in Evil Dead and Army of Darkness. Like just some weird uh, sort of body horror and stuff. That's like really strange. So may, may, maybe there's that in there. But it, I don't know. It's a different vibe. In the past, he's done a different vibe. But I'm 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 on board. I'm fully on board. I'm excited because. I think Sam Raimi's great. And the fact that he is the one who cast J.K. Simmons as J. Jonah Jameson, like that's, you know, that that gives him huge <laughs> points and huge credibility. <laughs> I mean, that's a casting decision that has maintained continuity for, what, is 17 years now? Yeah, I really hope that it, we get a, a moment of J. Jonah Jameson in Doctor Strange 2. I don't know if it's possible because I know the rights don't necessarily work all directions, but if it'd be almost silly if they don't do it because it's, you know, the guy who cast him as that, whatever, 20 years ago, I don't know how many years it was, uh, coming back to the Marvel universe, you know, and he's already been back and established in the universe. I think that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. I, I like it. I like the I like the thought of it just because of if you think back to those Spider-Man movies and how especially the first one, 2002 is when that came out. Um if you look back at the first one and just and and look at how awkward Peter Parker was and how you know, he was he was the the smart kid who had something crazy happen to him and he didn't like he was already awkward, but then like he was awkward with superpowers, so it became even more awkward. And Doctor Strange, in my opinion, is you know, when you deal with things that are that are just crazy multiversal kinds of things, you get a little things get a little weird, things get a little awkward, and, and you kinda have to you know, figure out how to deal with it. I think that his direction could really do uh, do wonders with Benedict Cumberbatch's ability. Hmm. Yeah. I, I never watch a Sam Raimi movie and don't kind of love the main character. And, and that is something I, as much as I enjoyed Doctor Strange, I don't know that I um, felt like he was as charismatic, you know, he's kind of, he's kind of a jerk and he's kind of, kind of a dick. Yeah. He's kind of a dick. And that's, that's part of his character. But I do think that possibly under the, uh, under the guide guiding hand of Sam Raimi, they might make him seem a little more likable, which could be fun. Yeah. I mean, he's, you know, in comics, he's supposed to be a little more aloof, uh, a little yeah. more 
better than everybody, but you know, he he views his station as the Sorcerer Supreme as being very important, which it is. But you know, he he takes it a little more seriously than somebody like uh, Peter Parker would. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I'm excited. I think it's going to be cool. It's yeah. Be cool. And then you had uh, one other rumor. Is that right? Yeah, man. There's uh, there's rumors flying around now that uh, Marvel is developing a secret invasion story for Disney Plus. That sounds that sounds really really awesome. It does. It does. Uh, yeah, that that kind of blows my mind. Like I, we've talked a lot about secret invasion being a possibility, um, as has everyone else, especially after the um, the mo- some moments in inside of a. Uh, well, actually, I guess two movies now inside of Captain Marvel and Spider-Man 2. There's a lot of stuff that's like that Secret Invasion is happening, you know? So yeah. uh, do you think that Secret Invasion storyline would star Nick Fury? I don't know. I don't know. It's um, it's hard to say because, you know, it, it's being it's a Disney Plus thing. So it's a TV type thing. But we've got people from the movies coming into these TV things. So... It could go either way. Um, the the rumor, like the the person that is kind of um, egging on this rumor, who you know is like, I hear the reports are true. Uh, there is really a, or there really is a uh, a kind of secret invasion related show in development for Disney Plus. Uh, it's going to lead straight into Captain Marvel two. Uh, probably going to be secret invasion. Um, I think the show will likely focus on S.W.O.R.D. and the invasion from the side of the Skrulls and Kree, and Captain Marvel 2 from the side of the heroes. Hmm. So it might be, um, uh, what is his name? Ben Mendelsohn. It might be more Ben Mendelsohn-focused than than Nick Fury-focused. But that, you know, the Ben Mendelsohn uh, Talos Skrull is, uh, is in place for Nick Fury. Yeah, you'd, you'd think you'd have to have some of um, Samuel Jackson in there to make that work properly. Yeah, hmm. I mean that would be um, that'd be a pretty big draw for <laughs> for some people, you know. Oh yeah, like that's I mean, a big name. Sam Jackson Plus doing a show would be amazing. Um, yeah, I think that would be a really really sweet thing. I, you know, again, it's a rumor, but it's a rumor from a source that sounds like they might ha- be credible to some degree. Yeah. Um, so that's really really cool. <laughs> I really love this uh, thing we're seeing online of uh, uh, someone's. A couple people sent it to us. Uh, the Red Guardian origin story meme that's going around. Yeah. For Stranger <laughs> Stranger Things season four. Um, yep. Show, it's confirmed. Uh, spoiler <laughs> alert for whatever, if you don't haven't seen this trailer. Uh, but Stranger Things Season 4 shows the character of Hopper, who plays Red Guardian, um, in Russia. <laughs> and then it's just like, it's just perfect. It's just perfect. It's, yep. it's the 1980s origin story of Red Guardian. I told you, man. This I, I said it when... <laughs> when the, when the Black, uh, Black Widow trailer dropped and... He showed up as Red Guardian. I was like, mm, "It's because it's because of Stranger Things." Like that was his origin story, and yeah. now he's he's you know Stranger Things is MCU canon, That's and it's right. coming over. Like mm-hmm. it's there. It is not even multiverse. <laughs> I think that's so funny. Nope, I called it. Yeah, man, you did. <laughs> you got it. 
Well, uh, that's really that's about all the news for. Is I guess it's been a pretty slow little news week. The two weeks that we've had in between um, recording has kind of been more um, focused on Birds of Prey and how DC's doing yeah. and whatever. We had a little feedback about that somewhere in here. We'll probably get to. Um, yeah, I still haven't seen Birds of Prey. Have you seen it? I have not. I've I've heard good things from a person who likes everything. Uh, so it'll probably be okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've learned to uh, to temper his exuberance with uh, a heavy dose of like, okay, well, but your perspective is that everything is awesome. Yeah. Oh, we also got a lot of people sent in the information that we did not have last week when we were recording, or two weeks ago when we were recording about uh, the... Super what the Bowl TVA trailer. is? Yeah. We were like, what's the TVA? I don't know. Oh, man. No idea. And One we were those uh, glaring gaps in your in your your comics knowledge. Yeah. Brings out literally everybody. <laughs> yeah. So uh so in in the in the trailer uh for the Super Bowl for the Disney Plus shows, there's a shot of Loki wearing a jumpsuit. Looks like he's in prison and it's the TVA is what it says on his jumpsuit. Uh, that is the Time Variance Authority. We had a lot of people write in and say, you guys didn't know this, uh, and, we, and that's what it is from comics, the Time Variance Authority. So what do you think of that? I mean, it makes sense, and I honestly, I love that direction, because uh, you know, in, in the 2012 branch uh, storyline in, in Avengers Endgame, we had Loki pick up the the tesseract and then just you know teleport out of there and that completely breaks the timeline <laughs> yes in a, in at a, least in, in that universe way. at least in that universe and that's the the interesting thing about this i think that will probably frustrate me cuz it, it, i can't imagine that they're going to be consistent because time travel stories are hard. It's going to be really hard to stay consistent with what they did in Endgame. Endgame tried its best to be fairly consistent. There's a few things that we've talked about at nauseum that don't make a ton of sense, and you have to really headcanon around. But like for the most part, they tried to be really um, have a specific kind of time travel they're using and not do it differently. But if you're going to have a Disney Plus show that apparently involves these sort of time cop type situation then uh i don't know i'm interested to see if they pull off the time travel element well you know what i really want what's that i want tva agent owen wilson that, who is just like enamored with all of it that sounds pretty pretty right i think that that's not a bad <laughs> idea yeah yeah it's a good call it's a good call he would be like oh you're loki wow wow Wow, I get to meet Loki. <laughs> the Loki. Oh, man. Let's not get back into our wows again. <laughs> no, but I think that uh, that, that kind of character that he could play would be uh, would be one of that's, like, enamored with the fact that it's Loki, but also, like, very well, um, very well rooted in the TVA, like, being very... Um, uh, not authoritarian, but like very powerful, and like there's really nothing that Loki could do to stop them. And like when Loki says, "I'm gonna burn this place to the ground," it would be really funny for Owen, Owen Wilson to be like, "Wow, you really think that? <laughs> You're not gonna be able to move for like fifteen thousand years, and then we're gonna bring you back and fix all this. So just sit tight." 
It would be mm. really funny for him to be that kind of cop. Yeah, I I, th- I think I think that's a good idea. That's a really good idea, and and I, I could totally see him being a similar cop to the oh man, the police officer in Ant Man. Um, you'll you'll oh, probably know his name. <laughs> Randall Park, I think, is the the actor. The actor, yeah, I think I think you're right. Agent Jimmy Wu was his name, uh, the character name. Okay, yeah, I, I can totally see that that sort of a cop character out of Owen Wilson. I don't know. We'll see. I don't know how much the TVA is going to be featured in this thing, or if it's just going to be like a thing that he encounters. Um, but it, it's the only thing we've seen. So it's the only thing we have to talk about and speculate yeah. about, about that particular series. The whole series. show is about pr- exactly that yeah, um, and nothing else, clearly. We, we got this message from uh, Dadrian Cole saying, not a lot of news on Loki. What direction do you think they'll go in? Uh, like, what will the show focus on? And he had a slightly longer message that talked about how they're showing all this stuff from the other two shows, but not any, much from Loki at all. And the reason is Loki's a lot further away. Yeah, Loki is uh, Loki's out. This this was basically a teaser for a teaser of the the you know trailers for Loki for the show. Yeah, um, we've got Falcon and the Winter Soldier coming in August. What is it in August? So that's six months away. Mm-hmm. And WandaVision is coming out like maybe three or four months after that. So we need uh, you know we need a lot more meat on them because they're farther along. Yeah, there's just more. There's more shot. I mean, it's just there's more. To, there's more. There's more work that is done. I mean, I'm cle- <sighs> clearly that shot of Loki. There's there's almost no special effects in it. I don't believe there's any. It's just a shot of Tom Hiddleston saying a thing, and so that's that's it, man. That's that's all you. That's all you need. That's that's the teaser, which is super yep. fun and exciting, but it's also uh, not not a whole lot to go on. Yeah. Oh man, I you know I was thinking about it earlier today. I was like, wait a minute, like. In Falcon and the Winter Soldier, we see Bucky having, you know, a, a gun in the face of Zemo, and he, you know, what looks to be the same shot, he lets go of all the bullets from his hand. Um, like, maybe he had forgiven him, or maybe he had never planned to actually kill him, maybe he just wanted info from him, whatever. But, you know, you, you think about what Zemo did to Bucky in civil war like we we haven't really talked about how bucky's gonna feel about zemo being out at all in that bucky was was completely taken over like you you know the russian brainwashing was used against him again and he completely lost all of his agency in that movie yeah so the guy that caused that to be out and about and free and and you being like Bucky being able to do something about it, like what is he gonna do about it though? He's gonna stare him down and drop some bullets in front of him. <laughs> you you may have counted. There's one missing. Ooh, yeah. I like it. I like it. I like it too. And but it was actually that he shot an assassin behind him. <laughs> I don't know, man. I just there, there's going to be so much like layered complexity in that, and I'm really looking forward to that show. Yeah, man. Me too. Me especially too. since there's a hallway. <laughs> All right. Well, the how about we take a moment for a word from our sponsors, my friend? 
I am a-okay with that, especially with it being a sponsor that we have such a long and storied history, uh, such a good relationship with. We have HelloFresh coming back this week. Yeah. As we all know, HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit. You can get mouth-watering, seasonal recipes, and pre-measured ingredients delivered right to your door. Uh, HelloFresh makes cooking at home fun, easy, and affordable. And that affordability goes not just for your wallet, but also for your time. Because the average trip to the grocery store, according to the Time Institute, takes 41 minutes. That's over 35 hours a year if you go once a week. And instead of that, you can get HelloFresh delivered directly to your door. They take all the stressful meal planning and prepping out. You just pick what you want from their list. Uh, you enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in just about 30 minutes, or even 20 minutes if you go with their quick recipe options. These recipes that you choose from are not just the 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 easy fare and the you know the things that we all knew when we were kid. The box recipes, dump this in, add water, and then you've got dinner. No, they've got 22 or more per week seasonal chef-curated recipes every single week to help you break out of your dinner rut. Specifically, this past week, we had, we and my family had, uh, the uh, the Juicy Lucy Burger that you've talked about in the past, Matt. I love the Juicy Lucy Burger. That thing was so good. So cheesy. And it's ha 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 ha. <laughs> it's got so much cheese. It does indeed. Not only is it super cheesy, but it's super easy, sir. You see that rhyme Ooh, I did there? That was good. It's super easy. My 11 year old made those burgers for us and was so happy that she was able to do that. And she actually she did all three of our our HelloFresh meals over the past week because uh, I've got so much work time that I've been putting in. And she was like, "I got this, Daddy." And she made it, and it was it was so adorable. She just like the one night she handed me a plate of tacos, and I was like, "Where did this come from? How did you make tacos?" Yeah, I gotta say, I've talked about the Juicy Lucy Burger over and over. Uh, that's normally my favorite, but those tacos, man, those pork and poblano tacos. What pork and poblano tacos, man? They were good. Really, the, really good. The kiwi salsa mixed, you know, uh, mixed up nice, and the the crema that go that they make along with. Oh my god, I'm getting hungry, man. We can't keep we can't keep doing this. We got to end this. Yeah. So, guys, please, uh, if you are if you're the kind of person that eats, uh, go to <laughs> which Hello, is most people. <laughs> mo- most people eat. Uh, go to HelloFresh.com/slash MCUcast10 and use code MCUcast10 for ten free meals, including free shipping. Including free shipping? Wow, that's crazy. I'm genuinely surprised I didn't read that. <laughs> yeah, that's nuts. Uh, HelloFresh.com/slash/MCUcast10 and use code MCUcast10 for ten free meals, including free shipping. Thank you so much for supporting the wonderful sponsors that support this podcast. Now back to the show. Speaking of the uh, the other shows, Nerdy Tastic sent us a tweet. Adam, to you guys, do you think Wanda's going through the different sitcom sets is her in the Soul Stone? And when she's in color acting like she's being controlled while Vision is in black and white, is her being snapped back? It's an interesting theory. I don't think so. I think if they were going to say they all were in the Soul Stone... Um, we would have heard more about that in Endgame. And also, I think they're trying to move forward from Endgame. I, I don't think we're going to get a parallel story from 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 within Endgame. I think we're going to get something that pushes the story forward. That's the, but that's what I think. 
What do you think? Yeah, that that's my uh, that's my thought as well. Is that we're you know they've they've finished the Infinity Saga, so we're moving on. Yes, we're dealing with the fallout from it, and you know she's got to deal with having Vision, you know, being taken from her, uh, almost ripped away, so to speak. Bad bad joke, bad pun. Sorry, <laughs> ripped out. Uh, anyway, no. Uh, <laughs> Poor Vision. So. You know, she's got to deal with that fallout, but we're done with the Infinity Saga, in my opinion. I think that that this is going to be her dealing with grief and how she processes it and how somebody, you know, the story is going to focus a lot on, uh, in my, in my uh, understanding, my thinking, is that it's going to focus a lot on how somebody with unstable mental-based powers deals with and processes grief and and really exploring the depths of what her power is capable of yeah um <clears throat> me and you just watched x-men 3 that sounds familiar that does sound a little bit familiar and i think oh, i we, think we, it will be done better and, we got uh, some stuff to unpack about that i think wandavision is going to be a little bit better I, I think so too i think so too all right what's steve abramowitz have to say Steve Brown was his guys. Not sure what to make of this, but the Super Bowl ad made me think of Bucky Barnes and the Winter Soldier catching the shield. Could it be Taskmaster is actually Bucky? Probably not, but Natasha and Bucky do have a past. I think a lot of the stuff we see her fighting Taskmaster is actually from modern day, right? Or do we know? Um, I guess we, maybe we don't know. We don't know, but that's my thought. Because we see, um, we see Red Guardian going toe to toe with Taskmaster, and it's um, yeah, it's the modern true. Red Guardian. Yeah, but that's right. that's not to say that the Taskmaster hasn't been a part of you know her past the whole time. True, true, true. I just I don't know how it could be Bucky. Um, if Bucky is current, if if Taskmaster's still running around, unless there's like a mantle that was passed from Bucky to somebody else, but I think that it's going to be somebody we don't we don't know or somebody new. I you know I'm I'm going to lean on it. I think that it's the guy that was in the elevator uh, who was part of the strike team. Yeah, I love <laughs> I love that theory. I love that theory because he's seen Captain America in action. He's gotten you know that face punch. <laughs> First hand, so to speak. Uh, yeah, he has. So, and, and I think that's where he used the kick flip with the, uh, with with the, the shield. shield, too. So that's, yep. that's that. Uh, some, somebody sent us some feedback that said, now I really want your theory to be right about um, yep. about that because of that, that kick flip happening in the, in the elevator. Yep. That's the, uh, that's the correct response. It's really correct funny reaction. that... <laughs> The, that elevator experience spawned multiple big bads, possibly. Yeah. <laughs> with Rumlow, and then now now with this guy, whoever this is. There's something that I was reading that Rumlow um, Crossbones could come back with Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. And like that, you know, that got me thinking. All these, all these villains that we had that are dead could very easily come back across the multiverse. It's a good point. It's a good point. We've talked a lot about how Marvel loves to build great villains, then kill them off. Um, they've done it many times. And so it would be kind of, uh, you know, what if Killmonger could come back or, Oh, you know, don't, don't say it. 
<laughs> don't don't get my hopes up. <laughs> I'll, I'll okay. I'm sorry. Okay. My bad. It's okay. It's okay. It's you know. It's just gonna hurt to to have that that open and available, and then you know they're not gonna bring him back. It's okay. Mm. He'll get resurrected for some reason in Black Panther two, um, and then we'll get. Uh, he'll build the uh, the not the the cabal. He'll build the cabal. Yeah, that's what's gonna happen. Cool. No, that's not what's gonna happen. Anyway, <laughs> Jordan Metro. Jordan Metro said, "Hey guys, so I know everyone is excited about the idea of having the X Men in the MCU, but I'm starting to wonder if they could go in a different direction." Kevin Feige has said that we will be getting mutants, but has not singled out the X Men as far as I'm aware. So I think that Marvel wants to move in a new direction by giving us Alpha Flight. Uh, the team of Canadian mm. mutants was the uh, was the origin for Wolverine, and could have the potential to cross over with Deadpool since they both have Canadian origins. Uh, the team also gained prominence in the 80s when it was Marvel's second highest selling title, which is more than many of the MCU's characters can claim. I know it's a long shot, but I thought I'd share it with you. Love the podcast. Keep up the good work. I don't think Alpha Flight's a long shot in the long run, but I do think they're going to probably focus on some mutants that we all know <clears throat> a little more, but I don't know. Yeah. I think that Alpha Flight is a possibility once they establish the X-Men, because that's that's kind of the, the the root of that whole mutant team. The mutant team up world is the X-Men. Is their, That's kind of their anchor. Yeah. But um, I, gotta, I gotta be honest, Jordan. You sound like a Canadian sympathizer. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Or or just a, or just possibly a Canadian. Are you are you a Canadian spy trying to put Alpha Flight ideas out in the world? <laughs> wow, I didn't know that we as a podcast didn't like Canadians. Oh yeah, that's the I, <clears throat> everyone else in the world's wonderful, but those Canadians. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just teasing now. I'm just teasing. We, we've gotten so many downloads from Canada here <laughs> recently. And you're like, you're going against them? Oh, I'm so I'm so against I'm so against the Canadians. <laughs> <laughs> I specifically don't like Quebec. <laughs> well, now now you've made it personal. No, no, it's a critical role thing. Oh yeah, I don't. Yeah. Uh, apparently, there's the reference. I don't get the reference. <laughs> apparently, there is. Um, there's a, a a set of laws in in Quebec. I'm sorry, in Quebec that uh, do not allow free giveaways to happen there, or like people to be sent free stuff from from international giveaways or from just giveaways at all, which is weird. Okay. Uh, and you know they do a giveaway every night on uh, or not every night, but every episode every week on Critical Role. So they're like, this contest is open to everyone in the U.S. and Canada, excluding Quebec. Yeah. Stupid laws. And I'm like, yeah, fuck Quebec. Poor Quebec. Sounds like Quebec, the citizens of Quebec, Quebec are the real victims here. You were all on board like five minutes ago for down with, down with Canada, and Quebec is part of Canada. Yeah, but they're my favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> I'm just I'm just being a contrarian. I don't know. I actually I, I in in seriousness though. 
Canada's cool. I've only ever been to Vancouver, but I, I liked it a lot. Vancouver's real, okay. real, real, real rad. Okay. Also, in seriousness, I don't dislike any other countries. Re- really good, at, <laughs> really good escape rooms in Vancouver. Are there? There are. They had this one uh, we did that had a guy come out. He was an actor, and he like came out on all fours, and he was like wearing Ooh. someone else's face. And like, I mean, ran out of the back room, like on all fours. It was crazy. This guy was. Are you, are you sure that that wasn't actually a serial killer? Like, were you not actually in someone's home? I was pretty sure. Uh, Alyssa was not sure at all. And it made her very uncomfortable. (laughs) She was like really worried. The guy was coming back. Like really, really worried. (laughs) It's very funny. That is great. Oh man, I love I love when there's escape rooms that have that kind of dedication to the to the to the atmosphere. Yeah, there. this one was really good for the atmosphere and and the puzzles. Puzzles were really good. All right, uh, we got a voicemail. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, let's listen. To this, right. Let's hear voicemail. Hey guys, great show. I just finished listening to the Morbius trailer feedback episode, and one thing I just wanted to point out is you guys don't have to worry about the Tobey Maguire Venom timeline, because if you remember correctly in Spider-Man three, Venom was killed at the end of the movie due to one of the goblins bombs. So luckily we don't have to worry about Venom and Tobey Maguire and that whole mishmash and hodgepodge of horrible acting put together in the same timeline. Uh, great show. Thanks for doing everything you guys do. Keep it up. Yeah, that's funny. It's funny to get that voicemail. Right after we just had a long Sam Raimi conversation. <laughs> it's, it's almost timely. Yeah. Uh, and, and this voicemail is actually from right before that news was announced. So that's kind of funny. <laughs> it's like that guy's talking all about bad about the, the Spider- Spider-Man 3 and uh, which, you know, fair. Uh, <laughs> fair assessment. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm just, I'm not that harsh with those movies from that era. It's a different, it's a different time, but, uh, but generally people are, pretty uh on board with the fact that that's the worst of them at least if if and there are some weird scenes uh but yeah uh now sam raimi is coming into the mcu proper we'll see how this goes yeah we'll bring him into the fold it'll be fine yeah for sure it's gonna be great for sure what could go wrong <laughs> oh no peter parker i said it didn't peter, i <laughs> Little Tom Holland dancing down the street all emo. <laughs> be good. I know it would actually be uh, Benedict Cumberbatch doing that. No, no, no. Like in the in in what he visits some alternate dimensions and finds a Peter Parker, Tom Holland dancing down the street. You know, I want to see. I almost hate to say this. I want to see Tobey Maguire. Andrew Garfield and Tom Holland dancing down the street. <laughs> exactly. Like all dressed the exact same and, you know, maybe animate some Miles Morales in there too. <laughs> from into the spider verse. Yeah. Didn't they, Spider Gwen. Didn't they reference that in spider verse? It was, they did. Yeah, they did. So it's so funny. They did some weird dancing and like, we forget about that. Yeah. It's so good. <clears throat> I like it. I like it. Ah, well, thanks for reminding us that we have nothing to fear from that timeline. It's uh, it's always good to get that assurance. 
Uh, Stephanie Beslin said to us, forgive me if this is obvious and has already been discussed, but I'm currently watching the first Iron Man and just realized that the terrorist group who captures him calls themselves the Ten Rings. Do we know how they'll be connected to Shang-Chi and the legend of the Ten Rings? Well, they <clears throat> will be. Yeah. At least. Yeah, it's been, it's been said uh, in the announcement that um, the Shang-Chi movie is going to introduce the real Mandarin. Like we finally get to see the actual, the Mandarin of the 10 rings, uh, on film and Shang-Chi will be, uh, will be combating that person. Really? I didn't really, I didn't hear that. Yeah. Yeah. That was the, that was part of the announcement, sir. Neat. That's awesome. That I, I, I look forward to seeing the real Mandarin and, and to getting sort of like validation for that one shot, I hope they stick with how that was done. Real cool. <laughs> you know, I would love I would love for that one shot that all hail the king to be kind of the centerpiece for explaining how Ben Kingsley, sorry, Sir Ben Kingsley, uh his character Trevor Slattery took on the face and and voice and persona and everything like became the Mandarin in all ways. And so when they meet the real Mandarin, it's actually Sir Ben Kingsley. Yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> I would love that. I think Ben Kingsley is amazing. Uh, but I also love just the, I love the character of Trevor. And I think if it was Ben Kingsley, everyone, I think people would have a hard time understanding that. And they would just be waiting for him to break into Trevor again. No, I just, I want both of them on screen at the same time. Cause it looked like, um, it looked like in all hail the King, they were going to take him Either they were going to kill him right there, or they were going to take him to go and meet the Mandarin. So I want, I want Trevor Slattery and Ben Kingsley Mandarin in the same room conversing, mm. and Trevor Slattery just infuriating the, the Mandarin <laughs> because you know he would do that. that. That would definitely be fun, fun to see, and it's always it's always fun to see an actor play off themselves like that. That's fun. I mean, Paul Rudd did a great job living with yourself. Yeah. Yeah, he did. That's a different podcast for a different network. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, so next up, Gavin Fry said, so you did a cast on the recent Morbius trailer. I'm confused because isn't the crap Sony does owned by Sony and not Marvel? Are they really adding this to our beloved MCU? Anyway, if it really is, I think that they're, set, they're setting up the Sinister Six for Spider-Man. Uh, you might have talked about this on the pod you did on it, but you'll have to forgive me. I haven't listened to it yet frowny face <laughs> now i'm getting to what really matters falcon and the winter soldier no one's really explained what it's about but i have a thought hydra lives they discovered that arnim zola has survived and built himself the classic suit from the comics his goal is to league himself with aim climb up their ranks and rebuild the hydra empire sorry this one's been so long but i'd love to hear my favorite podcaster's thoughts hmm well, first off, Morbius. Uh, it's hard to it's hard to say if it's actually in the MCU or not, but it definitely has direct references and and a character from the MCU. So, yeah, well, from the Sony MCU movies, um, that of Vulture. So, I I think we're gonna have to consider it at least at least adjacent so we're going to continue to cover that stuff probably unless it starts coming out and it's just horrible then we might be like nope we don't acknowledge it <laughs> <laughs> this is not my canon but 
unfortunately, they're allowing Sony to mix its peanut butter with our with the Marvel chocolate. So we'll see how that goes. Why do they have to be peanut butter? Do you Why like? You prefer peanut, peanut I like, butter? I love peanut butter. Huh? I do too. You know, but the choc- uh, better the, than chocolate though. Yeah, man. The uh, you know the the holiday Reese's that have like the eggs and the hearts and the trees and you know all the yeah. things that are more peanut butter to chocolate ratio. I love those so much more. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But I, I yeah, I yeah, I can't I, I can't disagree. I can't disagree. I, I, li- <laughs> I like me some peanut butter too. But but you know I guess I, I guess it could be say, said that most people prefer <laughs> chocolate over peanut butter. So yeah, we'll have to. It's fine. It's anyway, in answer to your this question, analogy's gone in on answer, too long. In answer to your question, Gavin, we like peanut butter. That's, that's, <laughs> that's what we That's what you asked, right? Oh no, yeah. it's not. No, it's not. Oh. It's about Hydra and Hydra living and <laughs> Oh, right, right. Uh, <laughs> man, we You got know, we derailed. we talk we talk about villains all over the place going away, coming back, and we always forget that Arnim Zola was in the Winter Soldier and transferred himself out before that airstrike happened. And that he is lying in wait somewhere out there. Somewhere nope. out there. No, no, no. Don't get goes, derailed. Favo goes west, eh? Yeah, nope. no, you're right, Don't man. You're absolutely right. Uh, and <laughs> I, think, I think it's very possible for him to come back and this show would be the perfect place for it. Don't you think? It would be. It, it would be a, a great place for... What is his name? Is it Toby Jones? Is that actor's name? I don't know. Uh, but I don't think it would have to be that actor, uh, because it could be a totally different form of that character. Well, he it was his voice in... Uh, it is Toby Jones. Man, I'm good at this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it was his voice that was on the prompter, and it, it was his uh, you know his likeness on the, on the screen, and... You know, oh, yeah, he was the actor in the in the first Captain America. So I think, you know, I think that he could continue doing that, and it would be it would be great. I don't know that necessarily bringing in somebody else would be the right call, just because he has such such disdain for you know the Captain America mantle, and he's got that just I don't know the the persona and the venom that he that he speaks with. Uh, to Captain America is just so great. Yeah, it's it's so in, engaging, and I just I love everything that Toby Jones does in yeah. that uh, in that role. I, oh yeah, me too. I, I like him in that role a lot. I'm not saying they have to cast anyone else, or they should. I'm just saying it, they could. They, they could. It being it being but they should. They could do all kinds of stuff with him. Yeah, I mean anything. Anybody can go into that head. Or go into that, you know, face, plate, chest, weird body. Yeah, uh, I hate Arnim Zola. <laughs> yeah. Like I hate the the character design of Arnim Zola in the in the comics. Is like that doesn't make sense. None of it makes sense. It's so gross. Stop it. <laughs> uh, but it would be, it would be really. I think it would be really well done. Um, in you know, in that context. It would be kind of like the uh, the guy in Agents of Shield, who uh, we thought was going to be Modok, and you know his head was separate and stored away somewhere, and all the uh, all the the uh, LMDs of himself were 
you know, around this was uh, season four. Yeah, that season. Yeah, that was a, similar to that. That was an interesting character. It was. Uh, it, it was. was. It was supposed to be Modok. Yeah, supposedly. You know, like as a, a slight nod to Modok, at least. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he kept going on about how he's designed only for killing, and yeah, that, that's a little on the nose. Anyway, so I guess we. I hope we answer Gavin's question enough. Um, we're gonna move on. Let's move on. <laughs> so, enough about peanut butter. Enough about peanut butter, Gavin. Write in as much as you like, but that's enough peanut butter questions. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Ah, get it together, man. This, this is, is an Marvel, MCU podcast. Marvel podcast. We talk about Marvel things. We don't need any more peanut butter questions. <laughs> now we're going to get flooded with peanut butter questions this week. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Forward to it. We'll, we'll have a long discussion about why peanut butter is better and, you know. Well, let's just let's just beat him to the punch. All right. Uh, cre- creamy or chunky? <laughs> Jeff. <laughs> In, in what situation? <laughs> Peanut butter. <laughs> no, in what in what context are we? Am I eating it straight out of the jar? Mm, yeah. Okay. Pe- if you're eating a, as we used to call when we were growing up, a peanut butter spoon, <laughs> which is just a spoon <laughs> that just you a spoon full, of peanut, full of peanut butter. But we call them peanut butter spoons, which sounds like it's more complex than that. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so if it's so if you're just eating a peanut butter spoon, what are you what are you, what are you, what are you, what are you pulling down? If I'm if I'm if I've got a spoon and I'm looking to make a peanut butter spoon out of it, I will I will grab the chunky because I need a little extra texture. Yeah, no, I th- I, I'm I'm with that. I'm I'm here for that. But you, you you like the creamy on a sandwich? I like the creamy on some sandwiches. If it's just peanut butter and jelly, I'll still go for the chunky. Uh, but if we're talking about making like a, like an Elvis burger, or if I'm doing um, if I'm doing like a peanut butter banana sandwich, if I'm getting a little crazy, yeah. Or uh, what are the what is it called the fluffernutter sandwich with the peanut butter and the marshmallow and the and the and the jams? I'll go for more creamy because it's more about the flavor in that context than the uh, than the crunchiness of the peanuts. The actual like whole peanuts in there because there's you know it adds a different flavor and you know the texture draws away too much from the flavor profile. Mm. <clears throat> and then if I'm mixing it into food at all, it's got to be creamy because you know the peanuts can you know completely change what's going on in the dish. All right, we went from joking that we were going to talk about peanut butter to actually talking about peanut butter for a while. So let's try You're to welcome. move on. You're welcome. <laughs> this is Gavin. This is all Gavin's fault. <laughs> Dang it, Gavin. <laughs> when in doubt, blame Gavin. Timothy, <laughs> Timothy Castillo said to us. By the, way, by the way, let me just say, the whole peanut, the fact that we used to call the things peanut butter spoons had never dawned on me that that was weird because I've never had to say it as an adult. Out loud on out, the podcast? Yeah, ne- I, or out loud at all. Just, <laughs> yep. just say that out loud. And then I said it out loud. I was like, oh, wait, that's not a thing people call things. You don't call it like, <laughs> I don't know. There's nothing else you just eat out of a jar with a spoon. I don't know. I mean, when you said it, I knew exactly what you were talking about. Yeah, yeah, so, exactly. It's, 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 people do it. But I don't we know. don't talk about it. Do other people call it peanut butter spoons? If you if your family called it peanut butter spoons, oh let us God. know. <laughs> All right, moving on. 
Oh, can we please? Yes, yes, we can. <laughs> Timothy Castillo said to us, Matt and Jeff, love your show. This is only a rumor, so grain of salt. References hearsay about Mikey Sutton from YouTube video by Superhero Buzz. So, you know, uh, the rumor is that Rogue will be introduced as a villain for Captain Marvel. Even if this isn't really, I, you know, I think this is a great idea as it can show the intense power that mutants can wield. I imagine a story starting out that Captain Marvel would be on Earth for reasons, quote-unquote, and join in what is supposed to be a small mission to quell a small band of mutants, and then being surprised by the extent of the mutant abilities, and especially her getting shocked that there's a mutant that can absorb her powers to match her power level. Uh, it sounds pretty interesting to me. What's your take? Again, uh, maybe not really going to happen, but fun to ponder. Well, Timothy, fun to ponder and maybe probably not going to happen are two of my middle names. <laughs> That's a really, how long is your name? It's exquisite. That's what it is. You're welcome. <laughs> Exquisitely extensive. All right. Yes, yes. Yeah. So Rogue being introduced as a villain. She was originally introduced as a villain in the comics, correct? Uh you sort of, yeah. Um, she was. She originally teamed up with Mystique on her little offshoot of the Brotherhood. That was like I keep bringing it up in my in my head that it was called Femme Fatales, but I'm not sure that that's actually the name. Uh, that might be from the uh, X Men Legends game, where if you get four uh, a roster of or a team of four females, that gives you the bonus called Femme Fatales. Beside the point, um, <laughs> she was on a team with Mystique. Uh, and they came up against Captain Marvel, and Rogue is the one that put Captain Marvel into a coma. Yeah. Or at the time, she was Miss Marvel. But Carol Danvers, she put Carol Danvers into a coma, took her powers, and kept the super strength and flight and durability uh, indefinitely, forever, for the, from the look of it. And she also has most of her memories, and is often... Uh, I you know troubled is not quite a strong enough word, but she's often racked by the 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 memories of Carol Danvers and, and that personality kind of conflict that's in her. Um, so that's that's a really uh, interesting nuance to to Rogue that I think was missed in the X Men movies originally. Mm. I think that this could be a really good place to do it. Um, I don't know how long they would put Captain Marvel into a coma for, uh, considering, you know, she's supposed to be like the strong female lead going forward. Yeah. You know, it's definitely a thing that could happen. It's interesting. You know, normally I would say uh, you don't really want to introduce a character that you're going to want to go forward as a villain necessarily. Um, but Marvel's done that pretty well. And the thing the thing that'd be hard is I feel like if they introduce Rogue as a villain, it's going to be hard to take her seriously as a villain because you know the hero turn is coming. Even if it's the next movie, you know the hero turn is coming. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So it, I don't um, know. I feel like that could be weird. It could be weird, um, but I think that that Marvel has a. Uh, a good record so far of of treating their characters and their their characters um, uh, original material the uh, the inspired material the comics that you know they treat that material with respect um, and really kind of make you forget where you think that it should be going in the moment because their story is just so damn good 
So I think that <clears throat> it it'll start off probably as a um, as if you know if it is if it is rogue, it would start off as kind of hard to take her seriously as a villain unless they really you know like really drive home that like she is being manipulated by this mystique person and or you know somebody she's being manipulated by this bad person and maybe doesn't want to do these things but doesn't see any other way out because she's being controlled and yeah. these other guys that are so bad are just so strong that she can't get away from them and then you know it could be at that point it's a it's a movie about uh, a, an abused person getting away from their abuser which you know we've seen a lot of but we haven't really seen in the superhero genre so much uh, except for Jessica Jones yeah i think that's very possible I, the only thing I, I don't want it to be too this person's being manipulated i really want to see with this mutant storylines, with, with them bringing in the mutants, if we're going to have them come in as villains, I would like to see the villains have reasons that they are villains. Um, you know, like, in, in some ways, Magneto was really great for that, where you really saw where he was coming from most of the time. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. With, it, with a few exceptions, um, X3 being one of them, I think there's some pretty weak moments in that. But... Uh, well, that's. I think the X3's problem is mostly about somebody in control who doesn't understand the characters and the, the character struggles. But that's my opinion. Yes, I think that's true. That, that movie's kind of all over the place, which we're going to do a whole podcast on for our new podcast that will be coming out real soon. Uh, but we should, we, so we shouldn't dive too deep on that. But yeah, I just think that, like, I don't really want the whole this person's being controlled or being manipulated. I kind of want like legitimate differences like we had in civil war, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Differences of opinion, uh, on, a, a very polarizing topic. I yeah. mean, you and I had difference of opinion on who had it right. You know what you were, you were team Stark and I was team cap. If I recall. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that's true. I, I, it's been a long time, and I, and I like, I, I think I was Team Stark up until a point, and then, of course, when uh, Tony decides to actually try to kill Bucky, <laughs> I got, <laughs> you know, he, he lost me at that point. I uh, got another one from Stephen Bromwood saying, guys, thanks for reading my iTunes review. Cool. I feel famous. So, seeing trailers for Birds of Prey spin off of the hugely successful Suicide Squad with wildly popular Harley Quinn. WBDC has finally figured out the moneymaker. Evil girl power on top of Joker villain power. The ball is in Disney slash Marvel's court, and I'm not sure Captain Marvel 2 slash Black Widow is it. What do you guys think of Harley Keener, Iron Man 3, Cassie Lang, Morgan Stark, a bit young after Endgame, uh, Cooper, Nathaniel, and, Ly and Lila Barton, Miles Morales as the new Avengers lead by Spider-Man, um, would be nice if they had a Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, baby, Daniel Cage, or I'm sorry, Danielle Cage, God, uh, kind of storyline, but alas, not to be, uh, nice too would be Rachel Gray, doc daughter of Cyclops and Jean Gray. Another great leader could be Monica Rambeau from Captain Marvel, but about 40 now, which is original, which is original Avengers age. So unlikely room for ageless Nebula and Groot. How does this counter Birds of Prey? 
young, fresh, mostly female positive heroes to replace our beloved ones. Also, quick thought, what a great way to introduce mutants by reminding everyone Magneto is Scarlet Witch's father. Mm. I, I'm really curious if they will make that happen now that they have the mutants back. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those like, oh, it's possible kind of things, but like... There was a there was a point in comics where it was uh, kind of debunked, like oh he's not actually their father, but you know that's kind of been contended a little bit, a little contentious. I like it when uh, when Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver are, you know, children of Magneto because they you know you've got Quicksilver is kind of a dick, um, and he takes everything in a in a very negative light a lot of times. Uh, and he's kind of standoffish, much like he was in the movie, um, in in Age of Ultron. But he's kind of that way, just because that's sort of how Magneto brought them up to be. And Scarlet Witch is a little bit more hopeful, but she's also very mentally troubled. Absolutely. You know, you've got this kind of like good guy, bad guy, maybe yes, no, could be on either side from both of them. And Magneto also, uh, in the comics, at one point led the X-Men. So, like, he's been, you know, that whole family is all over the place. And I love how complex they are and, and how complex their their drive and motivation is. So, it could be a good way. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. What do you think about the idea for, like, this Young Avengers team? I think that they've got other people in mind for Young Avengers. Um, I like the idea of a Young Avengers team, though, uh, especially yeah. to to kind of bring in younger audiences, younger actors, kind of, you know, bring them into the Disney fold or the, the Disney Marvel fold and, you know, let them, uh, let them come up as actors, but also let them, their characters come up as heroes and, and kind of, grow the same way that we saw Harry Potter and his troop grow throughout the movies, um, you know, over the years, it would be much, much the same way as that. And, and I think that the young Avengers would be a, or an Avengers Academy type of thing would be a really good spot to start that off. I don't know that they're necessarily going to, uh, contend with birds of prey though. Yeah. So that's actually, uh, so Steve has this whole thing about how are they going to, kind of respond to birds of prey and i think that's sort of the wrong question to ask because i think one of the th- strengths of marvel is they're not doing what dc has done which is yeah. constantly respond to what marvel's doing i think dc is constantly trying to do what marvel has done i mean particularly in their first few movies and yep. it was only to their detriment i think that marvel should do their own thing and, and, you know, yes, obviously they're, they're going to want to bring in some younger heroes and yes, they're going to want to have some female representation. At least they should, but you know, I don't, I don't think they should necessarily have to chase the, the, um, sort of exact, um, uh, having an analog on their side for something like birds of prey. Yeah. I mean, one of the benefits of being the leader in the genre, the leader in the field is that you don't have to respond you just have to keep doing good. And Marvel has a much longer track record of great films than the DCEU has put out. Like, yeah. it's not a question. It's not, but I, I do really, I need to see Birds of Prey so I can talk intelligently about this, but I, uh, I, I look forward to that. Yeah, I mean, it, 
looked like it was fun. I've heard that Ewan McGregor does a phenomenal job as Black Mask. Uh, he's everything that Jared Leto's Joker wanted to be. I really like Ewan McGregor a lot. So yeah, that, that's cool. Yeah. Um, it looks like it would be a, a, a fun romp. Um, I'm a bit on the broke side to go and see it, so I can't really, uh, you know, I can't really say that I'm looking forward to going because I'm probably not going to. Sorry. Mm. Well, I will go see it. I'm broke, but I'm irresponsible. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Marshall Naylor sent us an email. Hi, guys. Long time listener. First time writing in. So the first trailer for Falcon and the Winter Soldier, WandaVision, and Loki has been released, and I have a theory. So in the comics, when Electro staged a massive breakout from the raft, the new Avengers were formed by Captain America and Iron Man to help track down and capture the escaped villains. These heroes were Iron Fist, Doctor Strange, Echo, she basically has the same powers as Taskmaster, Luke Cage, Spider-Man, and Ronan. If you can recall, at the end of Civil War, considering what happened last week with Matt not knowing why Bucky would want to kill Zemo, we can't tell if he's seen it, <laughs> Zemo was presumably being held in the raft. Maybe he will lead this massive breakout, and Sam, now Captain America, and Bucky, will have to create a team, obviously not with Luke Cage and Iron Fist anymore, crying face emoji, but still with some of the members, with uh, with some of those members, with Hawkeye, Ronan, you know, whatever they, whatever he wants to be called, and Echo. Uh, what do you think? Love you guys. P.S. Did Echo get in an intro in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? I'm not that far, so I don't know. Not that I recall. Do you remember Echo? Echo did not. Um, they had Mockingbird, which also, at least comics, has similar uh, power to Taskmaster, right? Kind of. I mean, they both have where they can watch someone and recreate it, right? I'm not crazy here am i <laughs> i don't believe mockingbird does that oh really hold on i thought that was that was hold the whole on. thing that's what she does hold on powers abilities proficient in armed hand-to-hand -hand combat espionage gymnastics martial arts uh enhanced strength and agility healing and halted aging Expert marksman and mastery of various other weapons, especially a trademark two battle staves. No. Huh. I don't know where I got that then. I could have sworn back when we were watching it in Just Shield, we kept talking about her comic book origin and how she, in the comics, had that ability, and we were wondering if they would explore it on the show. But they never did. But maybe it's because it wasn't a thing, and I imagined it all. I had a girl walk up to me today, and she was like, Hey, Matt, is that hologram thing real? What? And I was like, what? And she's like, that hologram thing you're doing. And then she's kind of like did a double take and she was like, or did I dream that? And I was like, what? What? I don't know what you're talking about. So I don't know if you dreamed it or I don't know what you're talking about. She's like, you know, you were going around and doing that hologram thing where you were hologramming yourself all over town to sing to people. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, you definitely dream that. That's not a thing that I have the technology to do. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I, I don't have holographic projector technology. I, that, that was, it's just really funny. And she's like, oh, well, then I had a dream about you. 
Oh, that, was a, wow. that was a weird one. That was a weird one, man. <laughs> right it's like she went through her whole day i don't know how many days thinking that was real um okay <laughs> that i was holographing myself as she said um <laughs> i mean you do telegrams yeah exactly yeah i do do singing telegrams and so i told her that and she's like no that's not it <laughs> <laughs> it's like okay all right <laughs> weird man you're weird being weird uh, yeah um I, I dig it Mockingbird's only thing is that she um, knows a lot of martial arts and is trained in a bunch of different styles and knows a bunch of different languages and is a good spy, basically. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, I was just wrong. It's okay. Yeah, as for Zemo leading a team uh, of escapees from the raft, I think that could be real cool, but I don't know. I don't know that we'll get that in this show. But I don't know. What do you think, Jeff? Well, um, I'm 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 torn because we keep saying it's a television show. You know, we keep we keep saying it in in the sense of it being a series. It's a series. It's a show. It's a series, which always says lower budget. Uh, you know, not as many characters to play with. Probably not as many actors to play with. But this is Disney. It's Disney Plus. It's new. And it's it's part of the MCU. There's full crossover going on here. So I honestly have no idea, man. Like the the new Avengers and and Zemo or well when Electro broke out and you know they had the breakout of the raft and like all of that forming the new Avengers, like that seems like too big a story for TV, but it might not be. It might not be too big for the budget of of what Disney Plus has, you know, at its fingertips. I mean, we saw with the with the teaser in the uh, in the Super Bowl spot, like they're going all out. They're not pulling any punches on this, so I, you know, it could be. Yeah, man, that's that's true. That's true. I just, it, you know, it absolutely could be, and it could just be that they don't need to bring in that many actors. It could be a team that escaped from the raft of characters we don't know. And then that could work out just fine. But yeah, it could be characters we even know from past movies and stuff. We just never know. Oh, man. All being puppet-stringed by uh, Arnim Zola in the background. Oh, I've got a, uh, I got a theory that's, that's based on what we just talked about and that I'm kind of formulating right now. And it, it's bubbling in in the brain i need to let it stew for a little bit and yeah. really work out the uh work out the particulars but i'll i'll post it in the facebook group once i uh, once i nail it all down all right i dig it it's gonna be good facebook.com go to the mcu cast chat group everybody if you want to <laughs> hear this this amazing tease that uh jeff has laid out for us yeah yeah, it's going to be... Okay, uh, Glenn Kessler said, Hey guys, as always, love the podcast. Really enjoyed the Super Bowl revelation in real time episode. We need more breaking news podcasts. LOL. I agree. So, that was a really fun episode. <laughs> that really was. To, to be interrupted like that with like, holy crap, we've got something to talk about that like cannot wait. I was oh trying to God. think of how we could uh, recreate something like that. We could like intentionally not watch new trailers until... Like, you know, the time it comes, like, until we can sit down and talk about it, that could do it. We could lie. (laughs) (laughs) That would require willpower to actually not watch them. Dude, I watch trailers, like, when a trailer comes out, 
and I'm at work, my work day is shot because I'm watching that trailer for the rest of the day. <laughs> it's better when they come out like later in the day and I don't lose as much of my work day because like it takes several hours for me to get back on track. That's funny. Hope my boss isn't listening. Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> Glenn Kessler continues saying, So I've been giving thought to who Taskmaster might be, and I hadn't heard anyone posit that he might be a scroll. They can shapeshift, yes, but they can also take on some of the mannerisms and tactics of the person they mimic, possibly even their powers. Now, I know Captain Marvel said Fury could trust she wasn't a Skrull because she could shoot blasts out of her hands, but she was also pretty gaslit at the time. Anyway, more on that in a second. What if underneath that all-covering, full-body costume, Taskmaster is actually transforming from Hawkeye into Captain America into whoever? To do this, of course... Tasky would have had to have seen or even battled the Avengers, but no problem. Over the past decade, he could have been any foe, any bystander, or even any of the Avengers themselves at different times. So, of course, I ran over to the Marvel Wiki and found out that there is a laundry list of Skrulls in the comics who have masqueraded as Avengers over the years. Names like Bartok and Krell, Creedy Knoll and Clert, who became the first Super Skrull. The Super Skrull was a composite of all four members of the Fantastic Four. He had all their powers, not just their likenesses. So I'm thinking Taskmaster could totally be a composite of all the Avengers. We know Kevin Feige is comfortable playing loosely with characters and comic book storylines. I'm looking at you, Ego. What do you guys think? Are we wading into a full-blown phase of Skrull invasion? Thanks again. I'll hang up and listen. Glenn Kessler. Hmm... That plays into the Secret Invasion series pretty well. Yeah, for sure. But uh, do you think, yeah, do we think that Taskmaster could be a scroll? I think he absolutely could be a scroll, And it makes sense. He's, he's always, uh, it seems like he's always covered. So maybe he is changing bodies constantly. Well, the, the Super Scroll, uh, Clert, Colert. Uh, did not have to change from form to form, if I remember correctly. Like, he could use all four at the same time. Oh, yeah, I know. Uh, but it... We, weirdly, I know that. But, uh... <laughs> I was just... It's like, that's one of the, the few things. To clarify, like, that's actually a thing I know. Um, but, uh... I didn't just... I was just saying I know to get change the topic. But I'm just saying that, like, um... You know... If it just depends on how the scroll powers work, it doesn't seem that the scrolls get their pa- get their powers in this universe. But it, because if they did, you'd think these um, scrolls that are on the run would have a, a lot more of a fighting chance against uh, the Kree that have been chasing them. That's true. That's true. And the if you remember in Captain Marvel, the the shifting uh, took a what seemed like a long time. So it doesn't seem like that's something that you could do mid-combat. Um, you know, just to use one some one person's power right into another person's power, right into another person's power, flip back. Like, you couldn't... It's not like changing channels, you know? <laughs> For those of you who still have cable. I don't remember it. How do we know that it took a while? Do we? I don't remember a transformation. Uh, we, saw him walk, we saw him walk out of the, the ocean onto the beach and spot the... Um, the the surfers and go through the transformation to become those surfer people. That's right. Hmm. And it took a it took a minute. You know, it was it wasn't like it 
was a, a minutes long process, but it definitely it took longer than what would be allowable in a fight, in my opinion. Okay. All right. Uh, I could definitely see it being a a Super Scroll composite, though. That would be really cool. Yeah, that uh, that would be fun. But I just feel like this movie is probably not going to get into scrolls, but I, I may be wrong. I think this one's going to try to stay as grounded as possible. And I'd probably not be an alien-filled type of movie. But I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know. It's up to them. We'll see, though. We yeah, got man. Two and a half months now? God, so soon. So excited. It's not soon enough. That's true. Uh, all right. Well, <laughs> that right. is about all for us today. That's all our feedback. Um, and we're going to be back uh, next week with some more episodes. Um, we uh, we will we'll be back on track. We missed last week because, like as I said, uh, death in the family. But we'll be back next week with more more things. More things. Um, pretty pretty excited about Black Widow coming down the pike i'm really excited about all these disney plus series just finally gonna get we be, be getting all this new content and i'm really excited about it yeah we're in a drought and we're thirsty i'm so thirsty <laughs> okay <laughs> all right guys thank you so much uh we are the marvel cinematic universe podcast you can hit us up at mcucast.com or uh at mcucast on all the social medias um, and if you'd like to support the podcast, uh, please go to patreon.com slash mcucast. It really uh, keeps us making this thing every week. So, again, patreon.com slash mcucast. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Peace. Until next time, true believers.